followers and for the incredible people here. Give yourselves a hand for coming to church. Give yourselves a hand at home as well and maybe give your uh, friend a high five or a punch in the arm or something to encourage them. Um, it is really good to be in the house of God and we've enjoyed being family over summer. Um, actually, you know, we've had so many great moments as a family. Um, we actually churned through a few movies as well. Uh, that was part of the summer thing as, as a family. And we watched this movie again that we'd seen before um, called Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Tom Hanks. And, and I don't know if you've seen this movie, but uh, it tells us a true story of a, of a young man called Frank Abagnale Jr. And he, um, before, right before the age of 21, all right, or actually before he was even 20, um, he walked, worked as a doctor, he worked as a lawyer, he worked as a pilot for a major airline, and he ended up using multiple identities to become the master of deception and a brilliant forger. Um, by the age of 17, right, he had um, become the most successful bank robber in the history of the U.S. Um, he was arrested at the age of 21 uh, when his life of crime caught up with him. Um, but this was actually a breakthrough moment for him. You see, he was actually running from his past and he was using multiple identities uh, to, and, to, to, to get by in life. And, and he had never actually stopped and become true to who he was. And, and then the story just kind of finishes up quickly at the end, but it's a real happy ever after kind of story in the movie. And, and, and within the next year or so, he went on to become an FBI consultant and lecturer for the very people who were chasing him down. Uh, isn't that awesome? Uh, you know, to take a hold of something new, um, maybe it's a new mindset, Maybe you've made a New Year's revolution, uh, resolution. Um, maybe you're, you're, you've got a new direction, uh, a new season that you want to go in, in life. You know, there needs to be a turning point. There needs to be actually a breakthrough moment. And as Pentecostal Christians, we love the word breakthrough, don't we? Come on. Can I hear an amen? Uh, you know, we love, you know, the power of prayer, you know, when God touches someone's life and they, maybe they experience deliverance or healing or you have a prophetic word and, and suddenly you have a mindset shift and you enter into this kind of breakthrough moment. Um, but there's the other side of the breakthrough, right? There's this thing called uh, consistency. And, and for the consistency of the breakthrough, there's actually got to be a, a follow through. So I've got this thing with breakthrough and with follow through. And I'm going to do uh, a two-week series um, starting today uh, called Becoming You. And the first week is really around our identity breakthrough. And the second week is around our identity follow through. You know, when David took down Goliath, uh, this was a breakthrough moment. Uh, this was like the small man kills big giants. You know, that is a headline kind of, it's a great headliner. And, and this is the moment, though, for, for David when his identity was noticed as, as a leader and, and the gift on his life was identified. Uh, but the follow-through, this is where that identity was forged. Um, this is where that identity was strengthened. It was tested. It was established. And it was defined in the wilderness. It was defined in a season where he was running from King Saul for 14 years of his life. 
I just want to, you know, just be real with you uh, in regards to breakthrough and, and that the, the road is not always paved or it's just not paved in gold when you have a breakthrough. Um, David was actually required to walk down this ungolden pathway uh, and in the process, you know, we have this amazing context of him that he became the man after God's heart. He became king and, and a leader, and he wasn't a perfect man um, at all, but he was a great man. He was a significant man. And in 2 Samuel 22, it says this, David sang to the Lord the words of the song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. So chapter 22 here is dedicated to a, a big journal entry from David, right? He's written a song describing what it's like to be in the fullness of his identity with the King of Kings leading him through life. And he says this, as for God, his way is perfect. The, words, uh, the Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God beside the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. You know, that's a promise for someone today. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make me your saving help, my shield. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. Here we've got a king and a ruler, and he's not saying, I did this. I did that. Look at me and look at the greatness of my life. All he's doing here is he's saying, he made me. You trained me. You guided me. You made a path for my life. And this is written from him. And he's writing about, I believe, becoming the truest version of himself as he experienced, come on, because we can't separate this, as he experienced the faithfulness of God. You know, and, and I believe this is, this is a bit of a take home here is that we will struggle to become the truest version of ourselves until we experience who we are in Christ in the context of the challenges that we face. You know, when it gets real, when life gets real and we test the faithfulness of God, that's when we discover that He is truly good. That is truly good. Let me pray for you this morning as we get underway. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you uh, into, our, into our, our lives this morning. We just welcome you into this room, into the homes that are meeting right across our region. And we just thank you for your word, that it's sharp, that it's accurate, that it divides soul and spirit, joints and marrow, God. And, and we just say from the get-go that we want to be a people who follow the pathway that you have for us to become the truest version of who you have created us to be living in our true identity. You know, I want to tell you, church, that I just see, I see this church, I see Thrive Church as a resilient, hope-filled bunch of crazy, God-loving people who are not afraid of their identity in Jesus Christ. Come on, that's who we're called to become. Um, a few years back, I, I thought that I was someone who could win anyone over. All right, uh, that I could win in all relationships, um, 
and that I could be a friend to anyone and that there wasn't any conversation that I couldn't work something through and just kind of like get the best result and we'd all be friends and happily ever afters all the time and, and that was that was what I thought. Um, but I didn't realize that one of the, the drivers for my people-pleasing ways <laughs> was that I was actually really afraid of rejection, just being real here. Um, and then some of the relationships at that time uh, actually began to suffer in my life because of the, partly because of the role of the leader, partly because I'm an imperfect human being. And, and so some relationships began to suffer and that actually hurt. Um, and up to this point, my people-pleasing had been working really well for years. Been like a good friend. <laughs> but who knows that when you, uh, when you embrace leadership, that you're always going to disappoint someone. Um, and I remember in a time where I was actually just struggling. I was in a bit of hurt around, around this. And, and then a healing breakthrough moment happened in the middle of this. It happened right here in this building, actually, one Sunday morning. Debbie's preaching, actually, and she referred to the scripture in Isaiah, and, and, and it was that our best efforts are like filthy rags. And it's a pretty harsh kind of word right there, isn't it? Um, but this, let me give you some context. This is really comparing humanity outside of Christ with the brilliance and the holiness of God. Um, and in a moment, you know, God showed me more than that. He just showed me that I'd been working really hard in my own strength to main relationships, to, to, uh, to uh, have significance, um, that there was some pride in my heart, and he just hit me, like, boom, <laughs> hit me in a moment, right? Ow. And, and, and I, oh, I just surrendered it all to him. I suddenly had a context for why I was feeling so disorientated when uh, and, and hurt and at this at this time and 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 that was a breakthrough moment and that's where he began to deal with pride in my heart the fear of failure come on we don't want to fail do we <laughs> we want to keep it going uh the fear of man you know the fear of rejection this is the real stuff that you know that we can pretend that you know we don't deal with but actually is can be behind driving our motivations for lots of things in life Romans 8 says this, this is a strong word, all right, but this is the Bible. <laughs> this is not the book of Glenn, all right, this is the book of Romans. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. This passage is pointing to the fact that there is a conflict within us, that we have a choice to either submit to our flesh or to our spirit, and that choice will actually ultimately determine who we become. Verse 6 said, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Bam, you know, ow, is somebody hurting there? I mean, it's, a, it's, it's confronting, isn't it? It's just separating and saying, actually, we cannot be a people who can follow God and just follow the whims of our flesh and submit to the drivers 
of our humanity. In the book of Romans, Paul is often urging the church to to break free from the limitations of a flesh-driven identity. You know, Romans 12, Mitch spoke about this earlier in the year, to be transformed with the renewing of our mind. You know, a, a life surrendered to the Spirit of God. And being governed by the Spirit of God is is the only way for us to be able to experience the fullness of our true identity in Christ Jesus. We just can't have some flesh and some and some spirit and just go. I'm going to have, you know, it, there's there's a conflict there. I do understand there's a wrestle, and I do understand we're growing through to become into our Christ likeness. But if God's been challenging you, I want to encourage you this year to not go around the mountain again. There's some things that you just need to move through in this season to face up to. I want to encourage you to face up to what you need to face up to at this time because Christ came. He came to bring us into the realm of the Spirit. And you may feel trapped in your flesh today. You may feel trapped in a situation, whether it's depression, fear, mindsets of brokenness, even small thinking. You know, God's big and He's calling us to think beyond the limitations of who we are. Maybe you're struggling in a simple addiction or just you can't get out of regret and you're in a place of uncertainty of who you are. I want to just encourage you, Christian, I want to encourage you, unbeliever, to take a step of faith today. You know, there's all the grace that has been given to you to recenter your identity on Christ in this season. Recenter your identity on Him in 2022. You know that the strength of our identity has everything to do with the depth of our security. The strength of our identity has everything to do with the depth of our security. And I want to give you a couple of thoughts really in closing to help you with your identity breakthrough today. Number one, You were not created to be insecure. Insecurity or being insecure is not a personality type. Being shy is not a personality type. So first up, what do we need to do? We need to reject the thought that our insecurities are connected to who we are created to be. 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment and insecurity is a form of torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Man, some of us, maybe we're thinking that the mountain that we keep going around is, is all about other people. And it's to do with the challenges of life, maybe the season of life that you're in and that it's external. You know, it's not about you, but I want to say I believe there's some people here that God really wants to get set free from insecurity today. I just really feel that, that this is a, this is a moment to deal with insecurity. And this morning, just as I was praying, man, I was praying and I, just, I felt such a burden for some people. I felt a burden for mums. I felt a burden for mums, for, for new mums um, who, who have uh, just stepped out of everything they were doing and become 
a mum, and that's your lane at this time, and it's a time of reforging and reforming your identity around your lane. And I just believe there's a grace coming to your life today that you could walk this lane with dignity, confidence, and joy in this season. I just saw a business person as well this morning who was just uh, really wrestling with some choices coming into 2022, and you're feeling really vulnerable, and I believe that God wants to give you confidence and security in Him this morning. Young person, I just saw people just uh, being real about the fear of rejection, talking to someone about it, dealing with that thing that's haunting you as you're going into thinking about what school's going to be like, and you're fearful, and God doesn't want you to, to live with rejection in any form. I just saw someone today who's just, um, just used to being in codependent relationships. You need to be needed. And, and maybe this has been, uh, you know, uh, opposite sex, you know, like dating, uh, but you've just felt like you're confident, you're, you're not confident unless you've got somebody right there. You need to be needed, and God wants you to be real about that and talk with someone and just get free because you don't need to be needed. Your strength is in Jesus Christ, and He has a plan and a community and a future and a life partner for you, but He wants you to meet them when you are ready and whole so that you can give. Anyway, I was just praying over some things this morning. The second point for an identity breakthrough uh, is that we need to deal with our false self, our false securities and identities that we've been using. Um, and, and I'm not talking about just um, black market vaccine passes here. Um, I'm, I'm like talking about, you know, in the, in the movie, movie Catch Me If You Can, where Frank Abagnale Jr., he just got to a point where he had to deal with living a lie. And, and a lie is only sustainable for, for so long. And a lie is never filled with truth and joy and freedom. And God wants to bring you into a season of freedom. You know, like if you've just been, you've been keeping up appearances, you've got to go out, you've got to put a mask on. That's not living the full life. Well, you know, that, not that kind of mask. <laughs> you know, keeping up appearances is hard hard work and heavy lifting. You know, uh, for me, because of the fear of rejection, I built an illusion of security through people-pleasing. That was, that was kind of like one of the things that I got free from. Any point of insignificance or insecurity that's not healed, strengthened, and made secure in Jesus will produce a form of control in us. It's not going to be godly fruit. Romans 8 said, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. And this is our effort to remain secure. But I want to encourage you, church, this morning to break free from your false self, from false realities, from things that you've been trying to do to find who you really, who you really, really are. You know, tradition to transition into this life that is governed by the Spirit, full, what does it say? Full of grace and peace, a life of grace and peace. There's grace and peace. There is grace and peace. There is hope and peace. 
presence. There is joy and peace for everyone. And no one is disqualified. Everyone qualifies for this life through Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want to just encourage somebody to call on the name of Jesus. (laughs) Come on. Somebody to call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says those who call on the name of Jesus will be saved. Somebody today needs to reject the thought that that insecurities, that, um, that being shy is a part of your identity and who you're called to be. You are called to live out of the box of the limitations of your past and come into the future. So let me pray for somebody today as we close. Jesus, we just thank you for the spirit of breakthrough in regards to our identity. We just thank you, Jesus, that you don't just get us saved so that we've got a ticket to get to heaven one day, but the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is within arm's reach. It is within us even, you say. And so right now, Jesus, we just surrender who we are. We surrender the space and the place that we've been in from last year, from last season, from the thoughts that have been on repeat in our mind, from the mountains that have been intimidating us, Jesus. And we want to take a hold of you this morning. We want to take a hold of you in spite of our insecurities, in spite of our feelings today. And we want to let go of every limitation, every lie, and every mask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Next week, um, I just want to continue speaking into this, um, into our identity follow-through. I believe there's something really important there for our church family around guarding the line of innocence that we have with the Father. I'm looking forward to breaking open that word with you this morning. Um, I just wonder if in closing, if in, in your in your homes uh, this morning, is that you can just take some time to talk and pray with those who are gathering with you. Um, you'll have some discussion points there in your group. Um, other than that, we just it's been so awesome to, to bring the word to you this morning. Uh, we look forward to being back with you next week in our gatherings. And so I just want to declare the Father's fullness of His blessing and peace over you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Yay! <laughs>